Welcome to Drone Business Talk, the show where we discuss the business of unmanned aviation. Find out about the latest drone applications and trends as we talk to drone company CEOs, business owners, pilots, and thought leaders to reveal the status of the drone industry. Here is your host, Tom Verbruggen. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Drone Business Talk. I hope you're all having a great day and you are ready to listen to today's episode. Today, I am talking to Johan Nietling. Johan is the managing director of Neo Precision. And Neo Precision is a drone company out of Johannesburg, South Africa. And they do surveys in the construction industry. And soon they will venture into mining. I am talking to Johan today about starting up a drone business. And we'll go into detail what what made him uh, decided to start a drone business. Hey, Johan, it's very nice to have you here on Drone Business Talk. How is it going? Hello, Tom. Thanks for having me. Um, going very well. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, yeah, it's great. Uh, Johan, just for our listeners and the viewers of, of Drone Business Talk, can you tell us a bit more about, about uh, Neo Precision and what you guys exactly do? Yeah, sure. So we started the company back in 2018. Uh, we acquired our license at the end of 2019. And from there, uh, we ventured into the construction industry. Um, I had a lot of contacts from there since I've worked in the construction industry. And then also a bit of farming and maintenance inspections. So, and what, what, made you, what made you decide to, as you were coming out of the construction industry, um, what made you decide drones, that's the, that's the next thing for me, that's where the uh, the opportunity lies. What made you decide that? Yes, so uh, it, it basically my brother, in fact, um, told me the one day, listen, you must look for or check out the industry, the drone industry. It's an up and coming industry in South Africa. It was quite new at the time when we started uh, doing uh, research on that. And yeah, it was a bit of research and we started the business. So we saw sort of a, a business opportunity in that um, and that's how we landed here I, I'm always intrigued how because uh, I, and we see that a lot uh, on the users that that uh, that use our software for example is that people they um, they venture into the drones out of a completely different industry either it's from farming or from construction or they are in the real estate business how is that to all of a sudden find yourself in, a, in an industry that is very regulated and that has a lot of procedures and, and a lot of things to do. And I guess for you getting your, uh, I think in South Africa, it's called the ROC. Mm-hmm. Can you describe us what, what, uh, how that process went for, for you? <laughs> Sorry, what you just asked again. <laughs> no, no, Sorry. it's not the problem. I, the, the, the question is how... Uh, how is, did the process go for somebody who is new to aviation and, and the aviation industry filled with all these yeah, special rules and procedures? How, how is that for somebody new uh, in, in aviation? Okay, yes. Yeah. So um, I've, I've been sort of an aviation geek before, um, before venturing into the aviation industry itself. So I knew you know, it was highly regulated and there's procedures and everything. Uh, Getting used to it, it took some time. It's it's hard work, and you know sometimes, especially once we started operating, uh, 
you would think, okay, you've got it under control, but you get back into the office or maybe read through some of your documentation and you see, but uh, this is something I missed. So it took us about a year or so to really get this whole thing under control. And now it's at such a place where, you know, I know exactly what's needed, where, when it's needed. So yeah. much easier now. Yeah. Was this your first, your first venture or did you already have a, a company before? So we actually have a, a, a holding company. We are four siblings and we have a holding company that, you know, ventures does kind of different things. Uh, this was one of the first ones together with something else in the agricultural sector. Um, but yeah, this one has turned out pretty well so far. Um, when we talked before, uh, you said that there was the clear view of the gap. There was a gap that needed to be filled. What, 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 what was it? But what made you decide to, to jump? Yes, uh, I think purely a business point of view was what made us do the jump but also because um, it's a new industry it's actually a disruptive industry currently you know multiple things are being disrupted by the use of drones and the technology that comes with it and that was something exciting for us to venture into yeah um you mentioned also that you uh, one of the biggest challenges uh, for you was was in, in in getting the getting the startup and you talked about uh, lean startup maybe you can share a bit more about that how did you apply those principles yes so um, i referred to the book by eric ries which is called the lean startup and in that uh, book of his he outlines a couple of um, points that a company can or should operate by to stay as lean as possible. And what we have done is, um, again, we didn't go out and seek, well, in, in this case, funding uh, from a third party that we knew we we're going to have to pay it back sometime. And we couldn't be sure that we are, we'll be able to pay it back. So we funded it ourselves. We kept our staff uh, to a minimum. And we operated, you know, we started slow through the people that we already knew um, in multiple industries where it's sort of, let me call it a, a safe environment for us to operate in. You know? um, there's yeah. not too much, if you know, if you work for a different client and you mess something up, you got trouble. But if, if you work for someone you know, yeah, you might mess up still and they might be mad, but at least you know, okay, you know, you've tried this and it's not working or it's working. So you, you started working first for the, for the, the warm, the warm leads, the friendly, the friendly people, uh, the, the ones that you knew, uh, yeah. that you could try out your technology. Yeah. That's where we first started with the people we knew. And uh, we also told them, you know, uh, this is what we want to do. So we are still trying and testing our things, our services, but, obviously with that we also give them the data so it's, it was sort of a win-win situation yeah and lean startup I, I think we can say that you that neo precision is, is still quite lean uh how many people do you do you up do you employ at the moment yeah currently um if i can just then go on to that we've been acquired by a different company which has obviously increased our staff members okay. dramatically um we are now employing about six people if i'm correct 
Yeah. So it okay. went from yeah two to six. Yeah. Um, one thing that I saw on the, when when doing a bit of research for this for this for this podcast session is on the website of uh, Neo Precision, big bold letters. It says time is money. We believe with the right technology, less time means more money. Yes. Johan, tell us more about that. All right. That basically, just like it says there, the, the punchline is that less time is more money. So where that said is um, we all know, we all heard the saying that says time is money. And usually, you know, that would equate to your work is equal to the value. And what we did with the second part is to say, but, you know, utilizing drone technology, which does services or jobs so much faster, so much more efficient than the traditional way, you can spend less time on the job site um, and still have the same or still collect the same amount of money that you would have doing it either the traditional way or obviously if you if you complete one job quicker then you can move on to the next job quicker and that is what we mean with you know less time less time on site equals more money yeah. for yourself yeah did something did something uh, give you this this view did they say this needs to be the punchline did something trigger you into doing that i'm not so sure uh, i think it just sort of came to me um, yeah we had a brainstorming session obviously with uh, with our marketing person the, the person that or the company that helped us with the, the website and all those kinds of things and that's just how it came about yeah in fact, it, 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 it reminds me very much on, 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 the, on the punchline that we had uh, with Hydronect uh, uh, a while ago. Um, and and one, of our, one of our slogans is fly more. It means mm. that you, if, we, if you get taken care of, if you get taken care of doing all the, all the administrative workload in an easy way, you can get to, to fly more and then you can make more money. So... We are quite aligned on 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 that uh, on that uh, uh, slogan as well. Yeah. Um, and by the way, don't you feel that since since drones started in 2015 in South Africa, um, we're still all a little bit startups? I mean, th- there are not many teenagers into the drone companies at the moment. They are all still in the single digit age, no? Yeah, I think uh, there was obviously a couple of companies that existed, drone companies, before the regulations came into play. Um, I think the regulations were just set up uh, when sort of the CIA realized that, you know, this is now going to boom and we need to regulate it before it gets too late. So, yes, there are a few companies that are very experienced in drone flying and drone services but i think the majority yes we are all all still relatively new in this industry and all have to learn what is what is then in your experience the biggest challenge that a drone company before getting clearly you have been quite successful starting up in 2018 and now you have been acquired um so that's a nice that's a nice trajectory 
But what is the biggest challenge that you need to that you need to overcome when starting up a drone business? I think for us, capital was the biggest challenge. Um, like I mentioned, we funded it privately, and uh, it's it's quite large amounts that we're talking about just to get things going around here. It would also depend on the size of the company that you start off with, um, but since we we did it the lean way. Um, and I think our input costs were still lower than many other companies also starting up. Yeah. And and in terms of, of then getting get, I mean, taking that momentum after you started up, you get your first you get your first uh, jobs done. Uh, now you need to go out to the new ones, the, the ones that are not your warm leads. How do you how do you do that? What is the, what is the tactic that you need to use? to get to the new customers. Do you still need to educate them as well to say, hey, drones can do this for you and drones are the best thing since sliced bread, basically? How, how is that? Yeah, I find, um, especially in construction and you know, probably something like agriculture or, or um, infrastructure, we still need to show the client what you can do and how it will help them. But I believe in the mining industry in South Africa, the mines were the first ones to really adopt to using drone technology. And so, yeah, it's a very common uh, site to have a drone on a mine these days, but not yeah. so much on construction per se. Yeah. What's, what's, what's been the... So you've been operating a little, low, a little less than two years now. Um, did a great trajectory. What's, what's your biggest success story? What's your you're most proud of? Yes, uh, I think there was one project that we did in Johannesburg, which uh, in fact, the airspace was also a bit of a challenge. But what we had to do was for a maintenance inspection where we did a facade inspection of a, uh, a shopping mall, uh, which was about five or so stories. And it was very nice to see you know, the, the speed at which we could have done that where compared to a person that maybe should have traversed from a, as a, you know, a um, rappel from the roof or something to inspect the walls um, or other. Yeah. Sorry, I make that one up a bit. Yeah. Um, and and what, what what was the what was the the job itself? So you said an inspection of a facade. What were the? Yes. What okay, so it was uh, the requirements. Basically, it was for maintenance. So the, the shopping mall had maintenance due, which was a new paint job. It was repairing of cracks. They had a lot of cracks and plaster coming off the walls. Um, so it was basically a general maintenance um, inspection. And yeah, so we did, you know, survey the cracks, survey the paint conditions. Uh, we also did thermal imagery where we could see where delamination took place between the plaster and the walls and also where moisture ingress uh, could. Yeah. And uh, you told me also in the, in the, in the pre-interview that we, that we had that you give a total solution, right? You, you, you're not just flying the drone, you give the total package and, and the conclusions actually to the, to the end customer. Yes, so that is, um, especially now in our new venture with, with the company or our parent company, 
if I can call it that. Uh, we have all of the capabilities in-house to go from acquiring the data to processing it and to put actionable data or metadata onto those things um, where the end user would then just get his basically a final report with everything already laid out for him. There's no need for them to do any further interpretation or processing. And how do you how do you stay uh, ahead of the curve? Because there are, of course, you're not the only company who does this. Is it is it a matter of um, location? Are you are you differentiating because of location, or are you using different types of technology? What what makes you different? Yes, for us, it's not so much the location, since we service clients all across the country. Actually, um, we rather try and be different in terms of the product that we deliver to our clients and that is where you know we also combine it with uh, laser scanners so static laser scanners uh, those kinds of things to provide unique products in that sense yeah and how do you see the next so you had the last two years they were the startup uh, phase now you are clearly in the scaling up uh, aspect how, how how does the how does the um Yeah, the drone industry look for you for the for the coming years. For ourselves, I think it's very bright, if I can call it that. Um, we've got a lot of potential clients, you know, existing clients again from the parent company as well, as well as from the past two years where we built up a client list, um, and the industry in the country as a whole uh, is still in its infant shoes, I believe. And there's already, you know, the government is now starting to catch on to the, the use of drones also. Um, and there's a, cuff, a couple of bodies um, that tries to uh, further the drone um, case, if I can call it that. So they, they, there, are, there are, in fact, uh, groups that, that push the drone technology forward in South Africa. Yes, we, I think we have about three bodies, two or three bodies, and you know, they also there's a couple of companies uh, belonging to those bodies, and they've got certain ideas that they want to push or to try and get the the whole country or the industry going um, in the country. Yeah. So when when we're when we're talking about that that growth that pro that projected growth potential that is there. Is there is there a big obstacle? What is the biggest obstacle that needs to be overcome to make that growth uh, 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 true true happening? Okay, countrywide, I think regulations are a big uh, thing, uh, but I do also believe that they are there for a reason, um, and we can well we have seen it in our own business as well. You know, um, if some of the regulations were not to be there, uh, we might have run into trouble. Uh, so, so I believe there is a place for it. It might be a bit restrictive in some respects, and also, you know, the barrier to entry into the drone business is quite uh, uh, a high barrier, um, you know, capital-wise and those kinds of things. You mean to in order to get the ROC? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um... At the same time, you have you have uh, industries like agriculture uh, that are demanding high output of drone pilots at the moment. So how how will the how will the industry in South Africa cope with that? 
Will they be using like freelance pilots or something like that? Yeah, I think <laughs> if I may say, uh, there's already a, a lot of pilots in the country. Um, and unfortunately, there's not enough ROC companies to employ all of those pilots. And in some cases, you know, that, that tends to, uh, I wouldn't say force people to sort of do things on their own without being licensed, but um, we run into things like that currently. And so there's sort of a, I think still a misbalance between the, the regulated companies and unregulated people or pilots flying, um, you know, and obviously clients, they're always not um, informed about the regulations and, uh, um, uh, sorry, what you call that, uh, the consequences yeah. of maybe using a, a unlicensed pilot, for instance. So, yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of challenges like that. So they're still raising awareness on all sides to be done uh, as well. Yeah, we are definitely in a phase where we try to raise awareness, um, especially when we deal with client or potential clients directly. Then, uh, you know, we always tell them what the differences are between using someone unlicensed and using a licensed company, you know, yeah. what the consequences might be. Yeah, I see. Um yeah, we, we talked about it also before, uh, and it's it's the talk that everybody says in the beginning of any talk. Hey, uh, how are you doing? And how is uh, how's the, the the situation with COVID? Um, now, COVID uh, has been very impactful for the aviation industry, but for the drones, I have sometimes the impression that it it actually accelerated some of the of the applications that came out. What is your what is your feeling on that? Did, did COVID actually? do good for the for the drone industry or not tough question um on our own side we act you know when we had a hard lockdown we didn't fly ourselves um, we had to sit at home and we had the thing in south africa that essential services could provide services so those were usually something like security or um, in the mines you know where we need to mine coal for electricity and those kinds of things. So the companies working in those spaces were able to fly, um, but for ourselves, we couldn't fly. Uh, we didn't provide really essential services at that stage. Um, so I must say it's difficult to say whether, whether it, it helped someone or it didn't help someone. No, but we see we see at least here in Europe we see that um, as as a remote work, of course, is already um, we are very very high in demand at the moment. Also, people are like much more open to the idea of that technology will help them rather than like you said before with the facade of people rappelling down from a wall. So um, yeah, it's it's interesting to see. I, I must say that we see a quite stable uh, market when it comes to drone operations and and maybe the final question for for this episode um johan is you're flying you're flying um multi-copter drones that are operated by a drone operator or a drone pilot um any ch any possibilities any any uh yeah plans to go autonom autonomous to fly autonomous drones in the future we have thought about those 
as solutions to some of our clients, but also uh, our regulations in South Africa does not provide for fully autonomous drones to be flown currently. Uh, I do, however, believe, you know, again, with the industry bodies that we have, they would come sort of a push at some time towards the viability of those kinds of operations, which would be very exciting. Yeah, okay. Well, at this and on this note, uh, I thank you very much, Johan, for being part of, uh, of our Drone Business Talk uh, podcast and this episode. Uh, and this episode was about starting up a drone business uh, a lean drone business and then having the success story to being acquired and growing further so very exciting about that for you so thanks again johan um, um, i hope it's been valuable as as well for the listeners and the people who are viewing if you have questions uh, to us please do not hesitate also subscribe to the podcast and for further information on neo precision you can find it below this episode so uh, i hope to see you soon or hear you soon in the next episode thanks you drone business talk is brought to you by idronect the drone management platform idronect makes it easy to fly professional drones in safe legal and profitable way idronect clears the air so you can focus on your mission and fly more